Hey, Steve. Hey, Chris. So, before we get started, I have to say, for the time being, for anyone listening to the podcast, we're going to be on an every other week schedule because I'm in the process of moving, and that makes things a bit chaotic. So, uh, we won't be having another new episode next week, but we should the week after that. All right, and Steve... I believe you actually have something you're doing that's new as well. I am doing something new. I'm a uh, I'm writing for a web website now called the Prague Mind. It is a not Prague as in the capital of the Czech Republic. Prague is in progressive rock and metal. Oh, uh, I like those. So things. it's it's a it's a progressive rock and metal review site that occasionally just dabbles in power metal and other forms of heavy, complex music. Um, so I'll be writing a couple reviews for them. Uh, and what's so the be, website? It's the, it's the Prog Mind. Uh, P-R-O-G Prog, not P-R-A-G-U-E. All one so word? The, all one word. Theprogmind.com Does this mean you'll actually be using Twitter again because now you're a personality on the internet? I guess I do have to use Twitter. I have to. I have to have a personality on the internet now. It is tough. It is tough. I I, I get nothing but bots, and when I get an actual human yeah. being, I kind of freak out. It's like, oh, who are you? I don't know who Someone's you are. Where did you come to from? me? No, they never talk to me. That's the no. thing. They never talk. They to just me. follow you. And sometimes, if I don't follow them back, they go away. Twitter is weird. Yeah, my my brother-in-law like has had has like actual people follow him which is weird, like people he doesn't know. It's just weird on Twitter, it's weird. for me at least, because nobody cares about me. Twitter's weird. Anyways, um, as for our actual topic, uh, we, we wanted to do this a few weeks ago, but never got the timing right, partially because, again, I'm moving. But we were going to discuss the whole Atlas streaming thing, and what a coinky dink, it's actually back in the news. Because today, Atlas put out that they were apologizing for the original restrictions but for those that are unfamiliar let's back up a bit and persona 5 right big japanese role-playing game came out last uh this month april uh very beginning of the month and sega atlas well sega owns atlas uh put up a bunch of restrictions uh originally that said stuff along the lines of you have to limit the video content through the in-game date of July, which I believe is a decent amount. I think the game begins in sometime around May or something. Uh, evidently, the first chapter isn't until June. Yeah, I, I still haven't played it yet, but the uh, the description I saw places was just early in the game, which could that. be a while. Right. But, I mean, if you're talking about near Automata, early in the game means you already beat it. So I don't know what it means in Persona 5. So It means you're maybe 10 hours in. To maybe, 20. right. Actually, yeah. it probably means you're 30 hours in. Yeah, um, huge JRPGs that take dozens of hours early in the game. It's like, you know. Only dozens. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy 13, the game gets good after 20 hours. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Which evidently, like Persona gets a free pass on that. But um, anyways, I, I haven't played any of them myself. But the thing is, like they're, they're saying if you're doing a regular video content, like if you're doing a video review, then they're not only saying, you know, please limit the content that you show through the in-game date of July 7th, but they're also saying, you know, 
you have to limit each video to be 90 minutes long. So that's, I think for most YouTubers, that's actually fine, but it's also kind of unusual. Um, they also don't want any major story spoilers, which they say leave up to good judgment. Um, they, that's, that's always like... They, they, they like, show, they, well, basically, it's like the kind of stuff they would give to press. And this is yeah. what I think a lot of people are not used to. Like, press are usually given these kinds of restrictions when they have to talk about a game through a preview and sometimes even a review. Like, there are people that basically say, don't discuss these points in the game, which is funny because it kind of spoils for the press then. But they, they give all this stuff. But then it's the streaming content where they mention if you decide to stream past July 7th, I highly recommend not doing this, you have been warned. You do so at the risk of being issued a content ID claim or worse, a channel strike slash account suspension. And this is what got a lot of people really pissed because it feels like, oh, if you if you show too much of the game, then we're coming after you. And it's a matter of whether this is fair or not. I mean... There's some, there's some problems with that right off the bat. So... Yeah. I, I watch some of you who are regular listener. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I get it. That's when no one listens because I have to explain all the jokes. Well, our regular listeners will know that I watch almost all of my content time shifted. I don't watch anything live on TV. I watch Hulu, Netflix, etc. So I I feel I I feel I'm pumping my chest right now to, to show that I feel I feel spoilers I, I feel it when you know when someone puts Game of Thrones spoilers up on Facebook and I haven't seen yep. the episode yet because I watch it on Tuesday or something like that or at this um, point I, you're waiting for George R. R. Martin to actually release the next book he's not going to <laughs> he's going to die that's never going to happen gonna never gonna, it's not going to happen so I, I get that but if we're talking about a 90-minute long video and streaming and all these other things, I am making a conscious effort to be spoiled. And I think that's that's somewhere where we're getting a little bit beyond the control that a creator really should have over their content, right? It's a couple of things, because on one hand, I mean, you're right, Game of Thrones, like just going on Facebook or Twitter... There are people that spoiled parts of the new season for me that, again, I'm wanting to wait for the book. At this point, I kind of stopped caring. Um, there's Hold only the so door! But I said, well, if you see, I got more beyond that. I got more spoilers than that. And people would come up to me. They'd be like, man, it's a big TV show. Like, if you're not keeping up. And I'm just sitting here like, dude, you know, it, it, even if I'm waiting for the, even if I wasn't waiting for the book, there are people that are, are like you. You know, they don't watch the night it's airing or... Because people have family and kids, they have other schedules. Like they, they might not be able to watch until Thursday, and here you are Monday morning spoiling it for people. And even regardless of that, I've, uh, when uh, uh, Shin Gojira came out in Japan, I was waiting for the U.S. theater release, or any kind of release in general, and yet already on YouTube, people had thumbnails for the videos with spoilers on them. So even if you're just looking for the movie... People are putting spoilers right there, plain as day, that you have to mm. try. It's almost like, you know, trying to 
block, you know, I don't know, porn when you're still innocent kind of a thing. You're just going through like, ah, I don't <laughs> want to see it. I don't want to see it. You know, you got your hand in front of the monitor and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lack of control or it's a lack of understanding that not everyone is at the same point of media absorption as you. And so, the, I mean, there's there's some sympathy right, for the that, company, but only some. I did want to bring up as well, and I think it's something that a lot of people... I don't think this is necessarily Atlas USA. In fact, it might not be Atlas, period. Because um, in Japan, Sega is also publishing Poyo Poyo Tetris on Switch. And it was clarified, because this is roughly the same time frame, it was clarified that this is Japan only, but it was pretty strict in regards to who can stream it and where. Like, it said personal and non-profit blog. In other words, if you were the kind of person making money off of your YouTube channel, they didn't want you streaming any Poyo Poyo Tetris. And this is a puzzle game. This isn't something about spoilers and all that. I feel like with Persona 5, this might have been them doing their best to deal with something that was like a command that was given from Jap the Japanese businessman. Right. And that's where I think there is some... I feel well, bad for the American employees. Yeah. Well, there's, and there are a few aspects to it when you think about it. So on the one hand, right, we have the, the idea of spoilers. I, I, don't, I don't really think that this is a case where you're going to get a lot of accidental spoilers in a game like Persona 5 to people not looking for spoilers um, through that. But then I think there's another aspect of it, which is the the way that game streaming works now, nowadays. It's, it's a fairly recent development that we would have large chunks of games available for us to just watch. Entire on, games, Whether on fact. YouTube, entire games. Whether on YouTube or just to go check out someone's stream who is streaming a particular game, a story-based game, and watch the story without ever playing the game. And it, yep. I, you try to make a comparison to something like movies, and you would say, well, obviously, you can't just stream a movie on your channel on YouTube or whatever and get yeah, away with it. You have BitTorrent kind of a deal. I mean, people right, do but try to pirate a, this stuff. People try to pirate it. But we're talking about sort of the a developer sanction. So if mm. I want to watch... I don't have an Xbox One. So if I decide I want to find out the story of Halo 1... Not Halo 1. Halo, Halo 5. 5. Halo 1. Yeah, Xbox One is Xbox 3, Halo, yeah. Anyway. So if I want to decide I want to find that out, I can just go on YouTube and I can watch videos of the entire game if I want to watch just the cutscenes, if I want to watch the missions and everything else. And that's really... It's... I feel like it's a little bit more complicated the more I think about it yeah. than just... <laughs> than just, oh, like, stupid companies don't want people streaming their games like and, and you can find evidence either way too because a lot of people will bring up like the biggest one you can bring up as a positive is Dark Souls and Demon Souls a little bit because Dark Souls is multi-platform though 
it developed a culture because of how it was streamed. And then you have things like Minecraft. They did as well. Right. But let's say you have something like Telltale Games. If someone watches a Telltale game being streamed, then what incentive do you have to buy it? Because it's not like there's a lot of different paths through the game. And You didn't play Telltale Batman, apparently. <laughs> Me and my friends tried to do the... Uh, the one where you basically have everyone connect with your phone and it didn't work because it's a telltale yeah. game and they just <laughs> never work as they're supposed to. That's funny. But no, uh, I mean I can I, I I can see yeah, like that seems like that seems like a legitimate use, but where do we like where where do you cross the line with something like that? Like say I played through uh spoilers for Telltale Batman. Um, so there's a sequence where you have to choose to save Harvey or save, uh, Selena Kyle. And I chose to save Catwoman. I chose to save Catwoman for whatever reason, Selena Kyle, which led to some bad developments for Harvey. So I could see, I don't necessarily want to play through everything again. But it might, I could see going on YouTube and saying, okay, well, what happens? What happens if I went the other way? What happens when I save Harvey? And there's, I could... Sorry. There's something There's something to that. I bought the game, and I don't want to play it, and I want to see that. But then, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of at, at an impasse with this. Where I don't really know what the... Whether the... Whether the developer should be able to say, hey, take this down. You can't just show everyone our entire game on the internet. Well, I mean, a lot of it does have to come down to how do we define fair use. I mean, the the one where it's easiest is if you're doing a simple video review. Because fair use is uh, criticism. Now, a Let's Play, let's say even someone's talking on top of the Let's Play, is that necessarily fair use? Because are they necessarily doing criticism? And one could argue in some cases, I think so, but... Then you have, like, I, I watched a YouTuber video game donkey, and he's just an entertainer most of the time. Very few of his videos are actual reviews. They're basically him just doing stuff in the game, and he's just being funny. I mean, he, he might show some of how it doesn't work. He might show some fascinating aspects of it. Like, one of the greatest is actually his Breath of the Wild video, because he's being funny while the game is doing what it's supposed to do. Like, it's not... And sometimes, yeah, he might make it look like he's worse at the game than he actually is because he's just trying to be funny. Um, and and you have that. It's like, is that fair use? Is like, how how does that work? Or is that like the new version of Mystery Science Theater where they had to pay to license those movies in order to mock them? Is that? I mean, is that is that the next? Uh, is that the new frontier in game streaming? Is there going to have to be some kind of if you want to play more than X numbers of this game for an audience, you're going to have to pay to pay in a special license. I would honestly hope not, but I, I, mean, I would hope not. I mean, there is definitely there's a there's obviously a community aspect about it. Yeah, that doesn't exist if you were just showing movies. There are things like, uh, you know, a video showing how to. Okay, how, here's how you hit the weak point on this boss. Or yeah. here's how you find this secret chest and that kind of thing. Well, where I mean, those are really also, helpful. This is right? also hitting, some, hitting on something where it's also about just 
how diverse and different games are because Breath of the Wild is also a game that like I mean I'm watching him play and his approach to certain situations is completely different from mine but at the same time while there are moments where it's like oh man I like I got through this so much more easily there are also moments where I'm watching him play and it's like oh my goodness I didn't know that happened or I didn't know you could do that so there's a whole like sort of sense of discovery as well as just I mean, you can watch someone play the game and be like, yes, I want to be playing that game as well. But if I were to sit down and watch someone play one of the earlier Zelda games, like Ocarina of Time or Twilight Princess, I mean, those are very linear experiences where it might be helpful to see where certain things are, but otherwise you're kind of robbing yourself of some of what makes the game enjoyable because it's so linear. Because Mm. it's all about finding these specific secrets rather than just dropping you in a world where you can just go whatever direction you want. And maybe that's part of it, too, because I also... like One of the things that I really liked using earlier in the days of YouTube was, do you remember Achievement Hunter? I think they're still around. But Achievement Hunter was a YouTube channel where you could just go... I believe they're a Rooster Teeth brand as well. Like, I think that's how I found all the flags in Assassin's Creed. I got, like, almost all of them except for three... So I just looked through this YouTube video and I'm like, okay, these are the ones that I'm missing. And right. yeah, so I mean, you have all these different types of videos, essentially, right? You have and how, you have how, criticism, how do you, you have fair use, kind of a thing. Right, you have criticism. You have the you have helpful videos that show secrets or just how to and other things. You have yeah, videos that are just tricks. people trying to be funny, like. Uh, you know, somebody playing a game, whether or not they're actually critiquing the game, or they're just kind of having a good time at the expense of the game, or at the expense of themselves and themselves and their own terrible playing ability. Um, yeah, so there's there's definitely a lot of different genres and purposes to all of that, uh, right? Yeah, and again, it's like where 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 does fair use fall into play? Especially because again, like just like the uh, MS three three K example, once upon a time, if you were going to put together a guide, like I mean, Prima Guides and a bunch of the other companies had to sort of work with the companies, the the, the publishers and stuff, in order to get all the material to make these guides to put them out there. I think once I had an unofficial Donkey Kong Country Secrets Guide, mm-hmm. but it was quite clearly independent because it was you didn't have entire maps like you did in the normal like Nintendo Power published strategy guides. Right. You had just screenshots kind of a deal, and it was a lot of text, and it was all black and white, cheaper paper. <laughs> so, I mean, you clearly don't have the same relationship, but at the same time, like now we have people that are like they, they buy the game once and then they're putting out all this information that prima guides can't keep up with you know they can't compete with, well maybe maybe technically they can they just have to change the way they go about it but even then right. like, why am i gonna why am i gonna it, it used to be for a lot of people i i wasn't really in that in this boat but once or twice i i did you, know, you buy a game like an rpg or a strategy game or something and you buy the strategy guide so that when you get stuck, you know what to do. Where you got it? Like I had no idea. I, I got. I had no idea what I was doing in Final Fantasy Tactics the first time I played it. Oh, neither so I did I. This, 
I just bought the strategy guide and all of a sudden I'm like, what, there's like the Zodiac system? And oh, mm-hmm. like, if I'm using like this sign against this sign or teaming up these signs, it's going to be stronger. And I just like blew my mind. No, nowadays it's like gamefacts.com or like yeah. YouTube and you get a whole explanation on YouTube of like, here, I will demonstrate like, all right, let's look at the damage values of using a Pisces and a Sagittarius together and like, okay, see when the Sagittarius heals that, the Scorpio, dude. like now you can see how much more he heals the Scorpio than the Sagittarius and like. There was a video breaking down the mathematics and the actual code like all the all the different um, equations for why using certain um, pokeballs didn't actually matter, and why you only needed to get them down to one third health. And after that, huh. it didn't matter. It was the same chances of catching them in a certain pokeball. And again, it was like in some cases, a great ball was less useful than an ultra ball. Well, it was more useful than an ultra ball kind of a thing. I mean, there are people that are putting YouTube videos out of that, and you would never have read all that in the Nintendo Power. So there's just a lot of fascinating information out there. And I think Atlas is viewing it in some of the most simple binary and most common ways. I think you're either making a video that's doing a review or you're doing a streaming, you're streaming the content of the game as you play it. And in some, again, like if someone's doing streams and they're putting their videos up on YouTube, then I have no doubt that if I search persona five, YouTube's stupid algorithms are going to put like PewDiePie's 10th episode where he's making a stupid face to a big spoiler towards the later part of the game. Let's see, YouTube.com. I'm typing right now. Persona. Actually, no, no, no. They they, they hate PewDiePie now. Never mind. It'll be I got zero. I got zero punctuations review. And then I've got uh, John Awesome's walkthroughs. Who the hell is John Awesome, and how in the hell is your punctuation still that popular? I don't know. I haven't haven't watched your punctuation, but apparently it's neither I. So maybe I'm completely wrong. I'm just again like there's always the possibility that some dick's gonna put a thumbnail that they shouldn't. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe some of these thumbnails are spoilers. It's entirely possible that this guy with the dark hair wearing like a white masquerade mask maybe that's a spoiler no i think that's the default (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the first cutscene of the game (laughs) so maybe i am overreacting maybe i don't have enough or maybe people are actually spending a lot of time actually following the streaming guidelines because they because i mean you you anyone with a youtube channel making money off of it they're on shaky enough ground as it is so maybe this is just you know more like the, this is a threat with actual substance for a lot of people and um I mean for me though like video content if I make like for me personally my biggest issue is that if I'm making a video especially if it's 90 minutes long on Persona something like Persona 5 I'm going to want to do a deep dive on it and if I'm never going to play the game but I want to see a video on it like, like a deep dive dude I want them to go into everything and these restrictions are keeping you from being able to do that. You have to hide information. And on an academic level, that is... I mean, that's that's very narrow-minded and restrictive on their part. Because they're only viewing a video like this 
And especially because they, they limit it to being 90 minutes long, but it's a misunderstanding that if you're making that long of a video, you're not doing a simple, cheap, well, here's why you should buy it review. They're doing a, here's right. why it's, you know, here's what it does well, or here's where it stumbles. Right. Or I'm just playing through large portions of the game with, like, commentary. Well, that's the streaming content. Well, right. But, yeah, but that's... Oh, you know what? You're you're actually kind of right because the stream, because that's the thing. Like if you're, you, streaming con- like I, this is where I'm getting confused myself because streaming content doesn't necessarily mean let's play, but people will take their Twitch streams and then save it and upload it to YouTube, which would count right. as a video content. Yeah. So I feel like what it is. Think kind of the more I think about it, you have. The one sort of the one extreme way of looking at it is it's no different than you and me playing a game of Risk and setting up a tripod and recording like, like I'm attacking Alaska. I got sixes or whatever. Somebody for that would be a horrible video. <laughs> that would be a terrible video unless we were both very drunk. No, at least Monopoly would end as a snuff film, but <laughs> Risk would just be boring. So, so that's I think that's the one extreme way to looking at it. There's really there's no difference. It's a game. Um, watching a video of someone playing a game is not playing the game, and does not in any way infringe on the rights of people making and publishing the game. And the other way of looking at it is looking other extreme is just looking at it like, hey, if I were to, you know, put on Suicide Squad, which is my new favorite movie. It's not not my new favorite movie. And I'm going to commentary. Commentary? Can I make that a verb? Commentate. Hey, you, you can verb anything it just depends on how you word it. but commentate is already the verb i can i'm going to commentary it uh, while i watch suicide squad and i'm going to put it up on my youtube channel um and talk about you know all of the great costumes and the fantastic joker and how the plot totally makes sense um and there's no plot holes and all of these other things. <laughs> I, I'm going I'm to talk about this over the video and just want, play the whole movie. That's kind of the other extreme way of looking at it, I think, is that, you know, well, the, the I don't want people stream playing all this, the entire game, because I don't want that all just, that's just like you wouldn't want a movie, I don't want it with a game. Well, the funny thing is you mentioned that, and I remember years ago, before I even created my current YouTube channel, I thought of the idea of creating a YouTube channel called Dweeby D Commentary, where it was me and a bunch of friends commenting like a director's cut until I realized, oh crap, no, that will get us sued the ever-living hell out of by big companies. Well, but only get you sued and you just get a content takedown notice. And well, that, yes. Bye-bye channel. But that, that's actually kind of the funny thing, is even if we had the volume turned down way low and we were talking over very loudly the entire film... Nobody would let that fly, but with video games, the ability to play, even if you're not talking, the ability to play an entire game, start to finish, assuming it has start to finish, is supposed to fall under fair use, and or, or, or some other excuse that people have. And part of me, like, 
I mean, the, the, the pretentious part of me really feels like that is profiteering off of nothing. Like, there is no skill, there is no talent. Like, even if you have to, even if you are trying to commentate throughout an entire video, that at least has some challenge to it because, dude, I'm terrible at that. I've tried to do some Let's Play videos and I want to get better at it because I do Extra Life, um, which is marathoning and I got to talk during that shit. Mm. But I'm sitting there, you know, trying to make it interesting, more interesting than just, oh, hey, look at me play the game. I'm trying to say, oh, this, these are interesting, you know, th this is an interesting mechanic when this happens or this happens. I'm trying to say something about the game as I play it. And not just, oh, crap, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Somebody help well, me. Even that, even that, like that, that, that's inevitable. That happens. And <laughs> even if that's what someone is basically saying, I mean, it's because like, have you ever, like, I, I, you have a wife and I'm sure she's tried to talk to you while you play video games and inevitably your attention goes to either your wife or it goes to the game. It is never evenly divided amongst both. I, my rule, my rule is that she can talk to me. We can have a com We can talk as long as there's not a cutscene. <laughs> and I actually am pretty good. Now I am a, I am a world famous multitasker. Oh, I'm sure. World. They, 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 they sing your names in the in the mountains. In the mountains, yes, the, the mountains and the halls of of great multitaskers. So I I can carry on a full conversation and not get any worse at a game which i think makes me an annoying raid partner by the way for for destiny but that's another story. i'm gonna to want to test this out next time next time we're playing i'm gonna to want to test this out i think it actually makes me better if i run that portion of my brain the conversational portion of the brain but that's like i said that's another story but that's me I, I can I can. Well, run I do mouth. have to revive your your spark often enough in those games. So, oh, that's just because I play like a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> but to your original point, what was my original point? Yeah, oh, no. you were we were just talking about the ability to to. It's not, it's not the ideal playing situation to be. Is that what you're talking about? Talking and streaming at the same time, yeah. Because you're, you're, you're playing and you're trying to talk, and you're also kind of talking to yourself, and maybe you have the, the Twitch chat, which means you get a delay, and I know, like, I'm horrible at keeping up with that, so, like, ten minutes after someone asks a question, I'll be answering them, which for them means it's, like, ten minutes and a few seconds, because it's all late, it's all delayed, but I, I don't know, like, I, I guess for me, my main interest really is in where the... What fair use is going to become? Because the, the, the benefit and detriment of the internet is that it has m reduced the importance and the presence of gatekeepers. Which means anyone can, like anyone with any kind of uh, talent can go out there and make themselves known if they can work hard enough. At the same time, human beings are notoriously capable of finding and enjoying some of the worst, most mind drain dreck and so all you have to do is be the dumbest loudest piece of crap there is and you still manage to be a success while people that work hard to do really good stuff have more trouble I mean I love Game Maker's Toolkit I would not say he has not been a success but he he, he 
is more intelligent and puts more work and effort into his work than guys that have more than thrice the subscribers that he does. Yeah. And that's... I mean, that's that's kind of the state of the internet. And again, it's also... What's like? What is the purpose of your video? Like, I mean, again, like I loved Achievement Hunter because to me, there's a purpose. Like, I'm, I need help in this game. I can go to you guys, and you have exactly the video I'm looking for. No, hey guys, it's Mr. Turbo Roger Goggle here with another episode of blah 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 blah. Now remember to like, comment, subscribe, check out my Facebook and, you, and, and everything, and all this other stuff. And 20 minutes later, you're finally actually in the video where he won't shut up. And meanwhile, Achievement Hunter is like, oh, yeah, here's how you how you solve these these puzzles yeah. oh, in yeah, one totally video. Yeah. yeah. But so to my thinking, though, to kind of getting back on around somewhere, there's a point. There's a point. And we're <laughs> going to be near that point. Now. <laughs> the... I have a feeling I just distracted you. <laughs> no. The. Um... I think the direction that we are moving is going to be toward companies trying to take more and more control of this of this sort of wild wild west that we have going on right now on YouTube. I think uh, yes YouTube no. in particular and streaming. I think I think I think we're probably going to see probably different rules around a live stream versus like you're not just going to be able to you know live stream an hour of a game and then dump it on your YouTube channel. I think companies y- are going to frown on that. Mm, I think yes I, I mean I think yes and no you're right they're going to try and have more control but I don't think they're going to try and do it that way. I partially because a lot of developers are actually very stream friendly. And in the west especially Streaming and YouTube have been embraced to the point that these people are called... What is it? Like, influencers is the term or whatever? Yeah. I mean, like, YouTubers will be getting free copies of this stuff. I mean, what they tried to do originally was they tried to use these guys as sort of a loophole. They were like, oh, here, you know, because the press, you know, is growing up, getting smarter, and a lot of the press are like, yeah, we're not going to give your game a good review just because you took us out here and did all this crap for us and... You right. know, especially because now a lot of reviewers are kind of being open about like they're like you know what we couldn't test this on live servers so we're not going to put out yeah, a we're, review we're withholding a review score until we you know can play yeah no I- but then you have they send things to YouTubers and they're like the YouTubers are like oh yeah sure man give me whatever crap you want I'll, I'll say whatever you want to say because they're kids mostly yeah yeah, and that's actually, I meant to say this way earlier, that brings me back, so I'm interrupting you to say it now, is I do think that's one place where the line is getting really blurred right now between journalism and whatever else is going on in games, because, you know, it's about ethics of game journalism. Uh, sorry. <laughs> you can edit that out. Um, no, I'll leave it in. The... But, but, you know, so you have, right, so you can go and read reviews or watch stuff on GameSpot and GamesRadar and Polygon or whatever else that you want to read. Gamers with Jobs. <laughs> uh, you know, w- www.gamerswithjobs.com. Check out or, or my Gamer article, G- Protocol 3. 
are, are gamer tagged. I mean, that's a really serious, big, oh, totally, totally publication there. Updates um, daily too. <laughs> <laughs> Updates semi by quad annual day. <laughs> um, right. So you have these big publications, and then you have just like anybody can go out there and comment now like i mean and and so you sort of have this like what's what's real what's not real who has integrity who's like hey they send me a free copy of the game 10 out of 10 uh well it's funny because what happened with the internet is journalism used to have special people do op-ed pieces and now everyone and their mom does an op-ed piece on it's, Facebook it might be every a blog, morning. It might be, yeah, it might be on Facebook. It might be their personal blog. It might be a Tumblr blog. Just as long as they have a place to put it, everyone's got an op-ed piece, and it doesn't require any research at all. And so that's, yeah, that is kind of the state that we're in. And I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I have so many mixed feelings about because in some ways I love. I mean, I, I make I put videos up on YouTube. I love YouTube in a lot of ways because. Right. It gives me a chance to critique games in a fashion that I think is better than if I were to simply put out an, a, a lengthy article on it. Right, and you're this is a little bit closer to home for you because you kind of are one of these. I joked that Gamertag was a huge publication, but you're actually you're a independent little guy. I'm a nobody publication. That so you're the little guy. You're not nobody. <laughs> you're the little guy. Not according uh, to my doctor. You are a crusader. Oh god, that sounded so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I meant I'm fat. I meant I'm fat. <laughs> you are a, a warrior, crusading <laughs> for justice. Wait, um, you're not that. Uh, I am not that. But no, I get your point. Like, it, but, it's that guy. That, that you, I, like, it, it's hard for me to get my name out there. It's hard for me to get known, noticed, and kind of a thing. But I'm still working very hard to try and get right. stuff out there. But when we're talking about YouTube streaming and other things, for me, I'm I'm only a consumer. But you're also a creator. So this this topic does hit a little bit closer to home for you because yep. you create videos that use game streaming content. And my concern is that when when we have a couple bad years that that that's that's a place that when misguided giant mega corporations like um, you know Blizzard and or Activision and uh, like EA and whoever else I don't know who's big these days Ubisoft actually you uh, know what you might not be far off because again like I was also bringing up the Puyo Puyo Tetris where it's just in Japan, but it's still the same kind of archaic rules. But who gets a lot of flack when it comes to streaming and people believing they're archaic is Nintendo. But Nintendo is actually just doing what you are saying more companies will do. Whether they do or not, I don't know. But Nintendo wants to control their image. So they are very strict over... um, people streaming their content and what they will uh content what they'll issue a content id on very strict about that partially because if they want someone looking up information on say fire emblem echoes they want someone going to their channel where they have not only all the trailers but they have their people in the nintendo minute 
or their developers talking about it. They want you to find their content where they're controlling the message versus Video Game Donkey, who's dropping the F-bomb and is therefore very child-unfriendly. Or, right. I don't know, like they, or they don't want you to find, even though it could actually be kind of beneficial, someone like Bryhard um, discussing localization issues with uh, and cultural differences between Japan and America when it comes to whether a certain character's sexuality and storyline is quote-unquote offensive. Okay, I shouldn't say quote-unquote. That's going to piss people off. But whether it's offensive or not. And the, the, the efforts to translate something that is so foreign to Japanese people but to us seems so obvious so to speak mm. um yeah which i would, rec- I would actually recommend that uh if if you are curious about the whole fire emblem fates any of the debacles do look up bryhard on uh youtube just bryhard fire emblem and i'm sure you'll find one of his videos where he's discussing the uh localization and other issues of it it's very very fascinating stuff not all his videos are but those are yeah i just that's what I imagine just kind of looking at other industries is is if we have a couple bad years and, and I think there has been some crunch at some of the publishers but I don't think it's really been you know we haven't really had a like a video game crash or something like that no we're not going to we're not going to but I think when if if we have a couple bad years we're going to see that's going to be a place that like you're saying, Companies are going to be looking to profit uh, off of to it. control the images better. They're going to be looking to monetize it themselves. Yep. Um, and they're they're going to be looking to reduce things like these, you know, long plays and other things, which some number cruncher somewhere might say, well, that's reducing purchases on the game. If more people are watching hours of gameplay, they're less likely to buy, or you know. Some, some something like that, where that's that's going to result in. Now, as long as things are going great, I don't think. Just like you know, the record companies, they may have occasionally said, "Oh, you know, you shouldn't copy your albums to cassette players and give them cassettes to give them to your friends." But never to the degree that when Napster came out, yeah, they never. There was never that to the degree. So we, we might be at the cassette stage here. Uh, well, I mean, the fact that for, we're the for, digital for our younger list for our younger listeners, for our younger listeners, it was commonplace back in the eighties <laughs> and nineties to record your your vinyl or your CDs or even your, your cassette double tapes. tape your, or even oh. your other cassette tapes onto you know cassette tapes which were writable and rewritable, and or you could VHS. get even like hundred twenty minute ones. So that you could record like two albums, like one album on each side but of your cassette tape. The quality was always worse. That That's was the true. one thing, especially if you made a copy of a copy. And I, yes. I mean, we, me and my brother I, knew this because we actually used to do anime VHS recordings this way. And nice. that's where the internet comes around. The internet comes around and now you can make a perfect copy. And that's where it's a little bit different. And then it becomes a problem. And also, with the music industry specifically, they they grappled with it. So I don't think right now the the game industry isn't really grappling with it. They're not 
No, the indus- I mean, the games industry is in an interesting time because now there is a sort of race to the bottom, and I don't necessarily mean just the phone games, even though those are a race to the bottom. I mean, I mean, right now I think the, the, the games industry knows you're going to get a small number of people, and they're learning for the most part, you're going to get a smaller number of people buying your game brand new, $60 day one, but after Steam especially, like, Sony is really there with the sales and everything. The, the, dude, give it a couple of months and a game will be on sale. So if there's ever something you're uncertain of, then you'll be able to find it for cheaper. It makes games more accessible to those with less money. But I do think the it, there is a little bit of onus on the consumer. If there is... If there's a developer you like, uh, someone you trust, or even just something that you are fired up for don't always wait for that sale because otherwise it really is going to become a race to the bottom like on the mobile game, mobile market mm-hmm. and that's one of the things again where i mean because i am a nintendo fanboy basically if you're going to bring them up in the conversation they believe in the retention of value they don't believe just because a game is five years old means it's less valuable and right. their, their their development nat- cycle in nature certainly suggests as much but i kind of agree with that in some ways there are some games where it's like okay you know what's for it, it's five years old doesn't necessarily mean it's only worth 10 bucks right well unless you've had an annual update of that franchise every year for the last five years and then yeah uh but i again that's just that's that's my thoughts if i think i think that this is i'm I'm glad that atlas has sort of come down with a less draconian version of this but i'm not going to be surprised especially if if we see places where we see sales declining i'm not going to be surprised if i see more video game companies going that route and trying to restrict, control, brand, monetize all of this this stuff that we've been getting sort of from the fire hose right now. They're going to try and turn into a water fountain, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I also think, I mean, in some ways too, I mean, this is also, we're talking about Sega, a Japanese company. And if the Japanese music industry has taught me anything... It's that in some ways, Japanese businesses are operating 10 to 20 years behind the rest of the world. Or maybe I should say 20 to 30 years behind the rest of the world. So, we'll see. Otherwise, I think we've kind of exhausted this topic. So, what do you say? We uh, we go pretend we're going to go play games together and then just be completely loners? I'm just going to go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> you go to sleep. I'm going to go do whatever it is that I do. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, as usual, check gamertag.net for the posts and comments or facebook.com slash ramblepack64 and, you know, twitter.com slash Cesarano. I, I, I'm hoping you guys know how to spell this stuff. If not, oh, well. Have a good night. Good night.